Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is Mark Hawks. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Walking by Faith podcast. And we'll continue to pick up where I left off the last time, coming into the second chapter of the book of St. Luke. And second chapter reads, And there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them. Mary, Joseph, or even the Son of God, there was no room for them in the end. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share the Word of God in this great Christmas story at the time of your birth. Lord, we pray, bless the reading of your word, and may, Lord, it reach out to someone today, and someone may come to know the Son of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to just uh, relate to you here a, a few things that stand out in this chapter, and this is an amazing chapter. This gives us the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and the circumstances. And it starts out talking about uh, taxes, that Caesar had proclaimed a decree from Caesar that all the world be taxed. Murray and Joseph are traveling back to Bethlehem because he is of the lineage of David. And it came to pass that while they were on their way to Bethlehem, that the time comes for her to deliver her child. And we also are going to see here in this chapter, one of the amazing things are the shepherds. And then we're going to hear about a man by the name of Simeon and a woman named Anna. And we're also going to look here in the second chapter of the book of Luke where Murray and Joseph lose Jesus. <laughs> you say, what did you say? Yeah, they, they lost him. They lost him for three days. <laughs> and this is uh, very important that we look at this and rejoice over the birth and the circumstances of our Savior coming into the world. So we'll come here and we find that they come and they have no horror, no room. For the Son of God. I think that's a, a sad commentary that the Son of God doesn't have a place in which to be born. He was not born in a hospital. He was not born in a house or a home. He was not born in an inn. He was born in a stable. And the pictures that we see on our Christmas cards, they, they look so beautiful. I mean, it, 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 it was beautiful, yes, but the appearance of it could not have been beautiful. And the smell of it could not have been good either. But here is the Son of God, the very Son of God, the one that is to take away our sins, born in a stable. There was no room for him in the end. You know, Jesus would say later on in his ministry, he said, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. One of the things that Jesus did when he took upon himself our humanity, and he did take upon us, take upon himself our humanity. In other words, he knew what it was to be tempted, to be tired, to be weary, to be thirsty, to be hungry. He knew all those things, but he also took upon himself our poverty. 
The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for our sakes became he poor, that we might become rich because of what he suffered and what he went through. The Bible tells us in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, When they return and come back to Bethlehem, this was prophesied hundreds of years before it even happened in the Old Testament. In Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, And thou, Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth. Who shall come forth? Christ, the Savior, the King, the Messiah. He shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old and from everlasting. You know, I don't know how many of you have seen the 1965, I guess everybody in the world has seen it, the 1965 Charlie Brown Christmas. They uh, send Charlie Brown out to get, get a uh, Christmas tree, and he comes back and he brings a small, ugly, skinny, <laughs> unattractive, ugly, old little Christmas tree. And, uh, of course, they, Lucy calls him a blockhead. You, Charlie Brown, you can't do anything right. You can't do anything right. And Charlie Brown just stands there with that puzzled look on his face. He's full of frustration, he, uh, full of anxiety. And Charlie Brown, he just blurts out in his frustration. He says, well, somebody please tell me, what is Christmas all about? And Linus is the only one there with him. And you know how it goes. And Linus begins to quote uh, the second chapter of the book of Luke. And he begins in verse 8 through 13, no, through 14. And Linus says, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Walks up to the stage and he begins to quote this. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you born this day in the city of David is a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill toward men. Charlie Brown, that's what Christmas is all about. The second thing that we see here is the shepherds. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field. You know, there was no room for our Lord and Savior in the end. To this day, most of the world doesn't accept him. They say he's a great teacher, a great philosopher. He's right up there, right next to everybody else. No, no, my friends. He is and was the Son of God. He is the only way to God. It is through Him, it is through Him that we have eternal life. Jesus said in the Gospels, when many of the disciples turned away from Christ and said, This is a hard saying, who can receive it? And Jesus turns to Peter and says, Wilt thou also go away? with well, the disciples that remain. And Peter spoke. You can't say Peter didn't have some insight this time. You can't say that Peter spoke wrong this time. You can't say that he spoke before he thought. When Jesus says, will you also go away? And Peter says, where shall we go, Lord? Thou have the words of eternal life. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. There was no room for him in the end. Then God manifests himself and sends an angel to shepherds, to lowly shepherds. And the angel said to the shepherd, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. You know, the gospel encamps and involves all nations, all men, 
all tongues, regardless of their background, regardless of what nation they are from, regardless of what color you are, regardless of your status, the gospel. Jesus says, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There's a whole lot of creatures out there baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Make disciples of all men. The Lord appeared unto shepherds, humble, everyday shepherds. You know, Jesus said in the 10th chapter of the book of St. John, he said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd layeth down his life for the sheep. My sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. When God sent his son into the world, there was no room for him in the end. He appeared unto shepherds, not to heads of state, not to religious leaders. He appeared unto shepherds. And the Lord told them, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And they saw with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away, verse 15, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and go and see this thing which has come, came to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God and all the things that they had seen and heard, as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus. Verse 25, let's skip on down here. Now we come to Simeon. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. He was a just man. He was waiting for what? The consolation. The consolation of Israel, all the promises of the Messiah, the King, the Savior. He was waiting for the coming of the Messiah. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, verse 26, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. That is amazing. Verse 27, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Simeon walks into the temple where Mary and Joseph are. Simeon, I will not see death until I see the Lord's Christ. He walks in. He picks up Jesus, the baby Jesus, and says, verse 29, Lord, now letteth thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, when Simeon says, I like to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel, it says in Matthew 12 and 21, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, His mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in, in, in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now we come down here to verse 36, and there's a woman by the name of Anna. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, a doctor of 
familial, of the tribe of Acer. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spoke of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. He shall be called Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, and when he was 12 years old, verse 42, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Now, this this is amazing here. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind them in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of him. And they supposing him to have been in the company when a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintances. Now, the way I understand it, when they're traveling, it's kind of like a caravan. They're all family, all related, pretty much by and large. They're traveling sort of in a caravan. You know, like a wagon train, I guess. I'm assuming like a wagon train in westerns that you watch where they travel, families travel in a wagon train, one wagon train after another, all each one re representing all the family members, uncles, aunts, brothers and sisters and things of that nature. So all the family, it's kind of like a caravan is my understanding. And they supposing him to have been in the company, verse 44, went a day's journey. In other words, Murray and Joseph, assuming that, well, he's somewhere among all the rest of the Kim people somewhere. Verse 45, and they found him not that they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Here they are seeking Jesus. <laughs> Verse 46, and they came to pass that after three days they found him. They found their son. They lost him. The Bible says that they lost him for three days. They didn't know exactly where he was. They assumed that he was with them. Verse 45, and they found him not. They turned back again. They had to backtrack. They found him not. They turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all they that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why have you dealt with us like this? Behold, me and your father, we have been looking for you everywhere. Verse 49, And he said unto them, He said unto them, How is it that you have sought me? Do you not know that I must be about do you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. You know, wise men still follow him. A caravan of wise men came. In the second chapter of the book of Matthew, which Luke, this is the account of, of St. Luke. In the second chapter of the book of Matthew, the Bible tells us that the wise men followed the star that they saw in Bethlehem. They came and followed the star. Now, I, some people have said that it was far more than three wise, may have been 300. But the wise man came from the east. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2 verse 11, Matthew's account, and when they came, and when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him, and they opened their treasures and they presented unto him gifts. Wise men still follow the Christ. This is two years after he's been born. It took them that long to finally come to where he was. Now, Mary and Joseph are in a house. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with his mother. I, I would have to say there's at least 300 wise men coming into a small town like this would have caused quite an uproar. It would have been very noticeable. 
When the wise men came, they presented unto him gifts of gold. The gold represented the symbol of kingship on earth. The frankincense symbolized his deity. And the myrrh was an embalming oil as a symbol of his death. So we see here the birth of our Lord and Savior. It doesn't really matter if he was born on December the 25th. That's not even an issue. The fact of it is that we know that he was born and he gave his life a ransom for many. May the Lord bless you on this Christmas time. Until we meet again the next time, may the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.